In today's Lucid Dream podcast, I want to share with you one of the easiest lucid dreaming techniques in the entire world. In fact, it's so easy that a five-year-old could do it. I'm Daniel Love of thelucidguide.com. I'm a sleep and dream researcher and lucid dreaming teacher, and it's my job to share my years of experience with you so that you can learn how to lucid dream in the easiest way possible. And what better way than to share with you the technique that started my entire journey into lucid dreaming. And no, this isn't hyperbole. I'm not one prone to hyperbole. This is a true story based on my journey into lucid dreaming, back when I was only five years old. And the fascinating thing about this technique is even though it's incredibly simple, it hides the entire mystery of lucid dreaming beneath that veneer of simplicity. It's a paradox. But in order to explain the technique, first I need to give you a personal backstory as to where I came from, how I got into this subject in the first place. And it's a very strange and slightly embarrassing journey. And for those of you who have read my book, Are You Dreaming? or have followed my work for years, this might be old information for you, but there will still be insights that you may have missed. And for those of you who haven't, this will explain why I'm so dedicated to lucid dreaming. So I'll just come straight out with it. I was a weird child, a very peculiar little child with a very hyperactive imagination. In fact, it was so hyperactive that I think it probably scared the pants off my parents. Back when I was four or five years old, I suffered from terrible night terrors, nightmares, even day terrors. My imagination was overboard, and I was having nightmares on a virtually nightly basis. The worst story that my parents have shared so far is one night when I woke them up screaming, and they came into the room only to find bloody handprints all over the walls and a terrified looking child. And what had happened was I'd had a nightmare, then started sleepwalking and a nosebleed all at the same time. And you can imagine the horror scene for my poor parents. But weird child or not, I was relatively smart and I realised that this was a situation that needed to be solved. And with my childhood mind, not very complicated, not very intellectual, I devised a plan to stop the nightmares in their tracks. And it seemed to me really quite logical. All I needed to do was to spot the moment where the waking world turned into the world of dreams. Or to be even more precise, when wakefulness turned into sleep, so, as I lay in bed in my little childhood 80s bedroom, I would wait patiently, watching what my mind was doing, looking out for any tiny differences where I was falling asleep. Was there a point? Was there a switch? Was, there, was it a subtle shift? I didn't know. But I knew that if I could stay aware until that moment, I wouldn't be afraid in my dreams. I would know that I was dreaming. I would have a lucid dream. Of course, I didn't know that lucid dreams even existed back then, but I was absolutely dedicated to this mission because obviously I was highly, highly motivated. 
And this motivation was so strong, I wasn't just doing this at the beginning of the night, but any time during the night when I woke up normally from a nightmare, normally drenched in sweat and terrified, and knowing that I had to go back into that state, I would carefully, even though I was scared to death, try to hold on to my awareness, or, or more precisely, to be observant, to wait for that moment to arise. And actually, that's a really important point, because it wasn't really holding on to awareness, because of course, a five-year-old has no concept of what awareness even means. It was more observation. It was this idea that there had to be a point where waking life turned into the world of sleep and dreams. And it was that point I was looking for. And I suppose through chance or purely through action, looking for that point maintained my awareness. And of course, doing that over time led to moments where I would fall into REM, into dreaming sleep, consciously giving myself what I now call a maintained awareness dream, what Dr. Stephen LeBerge calls a wake-initiated lucid dream. But not only that, even when I did dissolve into sleep and lose my attention, I would still remember within the dream that I was waiting for that point and recognise, oh, I'm already here, I'm in the dream. So you can see that this very simple principle, looking for the point where I was going to fall into sleep and being highly motivated to do so, led to both maintained awareness dreams and regained awareness dreams. This I had no idea was even possible at the time, but I did know for certain that there was a point where the waking world turned into the world of dreams and I was hyper-focused on finding that point. The key words here are observation and motivation. Those are the tools that unlocked the world of lucid dreaming for me as a child. Now bear in mind that this was long before I discovered that lucid dreaming had a name or that it existed. And so I had no other guidance into this world. So what does that mean? It means that this approach alone turns lucid dreaming, or turns the world of sleep and dreams, into your teacher because you're observing everything that happens and learning from everything that happens. And that motivation that's pushing you forward makes you pay hyper attention to all of those details. As a child with no idea what I was doing, the dream world itself, the world of sleep, taught me how to lucid dream because I was aiming to answer that one simple question. And obviously, being such a long time ago, I can't tell you with any precision how long it took from performing this practice to regular lucid dreams. But I do know that within a year or two, that my nightmares and night terrors and sleepwalking all dissolved and were replaced with regular lucid dreams, adventures in the dream world. Again, I didn't have a name for them back at that time. These days, I call that approach catching the butterfly. A little bit of a arty-farty title for it, but it's basically the premise of watching and observing the fluttering nature of awareness as you fall into sleep. And if you're interested in it, you can read about it in my book, Are You Dreaming?, which is available on my website or on Amazon, wherever you want to, to find it, wherever you like buying books. But the point of this is, is that lucid dreaming itself can be boiled down 
to motivation and observation, and all of the complexity that's been built upon it over the decades since really is just different ways of approaching that same problem. How do we fall asleep? When is the moment that we fall asleep? And if you focus intently on that goal to catch that moment, not only can you maintain your awareness into your dreams, but you will also, through your motivation and programming of your prospective memory, regain awareness. So this really is one of the easiest approaches to lucid dreaming in the world. But be wary of that word easy, because you can explain this concept very easily, but putting it into practice is when the complexity arises. I'm not going to pretend that it wasn't difficult, that it didn't take a lot of intensive observation to get the, to the point of regular lucid dreams. That is inevitable when you're dealing with the complexities of psychology. But the principle itself is simple. And the reason I like to share this approach, catching the butterfly, is because it reminds us that lucid dreaming doesn't need to be this overly complicated subject. Of course, it's a very deep subject and you will be pulling on threads for the rest of your life. That question, where is the point where you fall asleep? I still carry that with me to this day. Now there are many, many other questions that are come along for the ride, but that core question to me, sums up something about the nature of consciousness and self. But all of this could be done by a little five-year-old me. If I could do it back then, with no knowledge of the subject, you can do it too. Sleep and dreams will be your best teacher. That is the true message here, that anyone else, myself included, can only point you in that direction, that your sleep and your dreams, and your motivation, and your attention, and your observation, those are the skills that are required. Those are the true teachers. I can only point you in that direction. You have to walk that path. And this is why it's so important to not fall for the trap that there are easy solutions to lucid dreaming, that there are hacks, that there are hidden secrets that someone else can share with you and fix this problem for you. The responsibility for becoming lucid is your responsibility. It will only come about through your observation and your motivation. No one else can trick you into that, can give you a hack for that, can give you a lazy answer for that. That's up to you. When people ask me, who taught me how to lucid dream? My answer is the world of sleep and dreams. Those were my teachers. All I try to do in my videos, books and podcasts is to share the information that the dream world taught me. And I want you to do the same. I want you to prioritise human teachers far less than the most important teacher you will ever meet, which is the dream world and sleep. That is the ultimate teacher. To me, sleep, dreams and lucid dreaming has been a lifelong friend and a lifelong teacher. And the lessons just keep coming. As you go through this journey in your life, you will have more questions and more mysteries to unravel. Lucid dreaming is unriddling magic and you will find so many new questions which your mind and your subconscious and your psychology will answer if you're ready 
to be observant and if you're ready to be motivated. Do those things and the world of lucid dreaming will open up for you and it will become your best teacher. So I hope today's podcast has given you food for thought and a new way of looking at how to approach sleep and dreams. That's it for today. I'm Daniel Love and I'll see you in the next Lucid Dream podcast.